Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God, brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church, located in Sturges, Mississippi. Today you will hear Dr. Jeremy McCory's teaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 8. In this message, Pastor Jeremy proposed a thought for our consideration. We are either stumbling blocks or stepping stones for others. As you listen to this message, I challenge you to try to answer that question about yourself. Are you making people stumble or helping draw them closer to Christ? Enjoy. Well, if you've got your copy of God's Word where you are, whether digital or in your uh, Bible itself, uh, I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. We'll be looking at liberty and stumbling blocks. And so... And uh, in chapter 8, it is talking about sacrificing to idols, but it's also talking about the fact that there's been some acceptance of things that were never meant to be accepted. So you begin to look at the, the subject matter of giving to idols and our liberty, and we know that while everything seems to be permissible, not everything is beneficial. And so we, we see that in today's culture, we begin to see the way that culture has kind of um, been degraded in, in their acceptance of what is real or what is not real or what is true or what is biblical. And some churches and some people have integrated culture where they should be influencing culture. And so this morning, we're going to look at the difference between all of these things and what we ought to be doing. Well, in chapter 8, verse 1, it says, Now concerning things sacrificed to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge makes arrogant, but love edifies. And so there's a difference between knowledge and love uh, and having that awareness. The awareness means that that you and I want to know God. We want to go deeper with God. But that also means that we can't still willingly engage in the worldly things around us. So we can't have it both. We can't walk the godly walk we need to and grow in our faith and still embrace those things in this world that the whole culture says is okay or right. And so culturally acceptable sins are, are something that we need to break away from. And so uh, in that society, during the time of the Bible which this was written, uh, these portions were brought to altars and sacrificed there. But there were Christians who were receiving these things, which was forbidden during the time of that day. And they were taking them, having them in their home, consuming them, and all these things they were engaging in. This worship to idols. Now, this was not godly worship. This was not godly sacrifice. This was very much the culture influencing the Christian walk. And so those who were believers that belonged to the way were engaging in what everybody else said was okay. And so we see there that it really brings out the distinction between knowledge and knowledge without love and edification. And so uh, there's, there's an understanding of what it does to someone. 
and that knowledge puffs one up. And so that means that it's without love. And it means that it's self-pleasing. So edifying in its definition is to please one's neighbor. Knowledge only says all things are lawful for me, but love adds, but all things do not edify. And so we need to be ones who build the spiritual temple. And so working with that, verses 2 and 3, we understand this, that you and I don't know as much as we think we do. There's often times that we grab so much knowledge and we can Google it and we can look it up and we can research it and we can find it. And, and we think that it, just because it's out there or just because our friends or others accept something or maybe because the media has put it in the motion that we ought to just grab onto it. But we need to understand that we don't know as much as we think. And so verse 2 and 3 says, If anyone supposes that he knows anything, he has not yet known as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by him. The first step as we think about this to knowledge is to know that we are in fact deficient. We need God. We need to know him and greater still in our life is being known by God. Loving God and being known by God. Without love, there's only the appearance of knowledge, meaning there's that, there's, there's that authenticity that is missing from that relationship. And, and for me, you know, I, I want to love God, but I also want to be known by God. And so I want that intimate walk with Him. I want that relationship with Him. I want His approval. I don't want others' approval. And so... We land in a society where we want others to like us, we want others to approve of things, but when we break it down biblically, we really want to be in a right or righteous relationship with God, and we want to be approved by Him. So what we do and what we say is set forth by our relationship with Him. And so... Uh, so what we want to do is engage in things that are not necessarily culturally acceptable, but biblically acceptable. And that differentiation informs everything that we do. Now concerning idols and God. Biblically, we look back at the Old Testament and what is said? There's no gods before me. There were people who worshiped the gods of their neighbors, the gods of other culture, and, and really believed in that while trying to believe in our God, the one true God. And that's just simply impossible. It's impossible to embrace cultural acceptance and biblical. And so we have to land on the side of where does God want to take us in this as those who desire to know the will of God. Verse 4 says this, Therefore, concerning the eating of things sacrificed to idols, we know that there is no such thing as an idol in the world, and there is no God but one. And the understanding behind this is there's a lot of misinformation out there. But we understand that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one goes to the Father except through Him. So we identify that as the only pathway to God 
there are not multiple pathways, there are not multiple gods, there's one true God. And we affirm that and believe in that. So, verse 5 says, For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, and as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet there, for us, there is but one God, the Father, from whom are all things, and we exist for Him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom all things, and we exist through Him. So, comparing what culture says, and during that time, biblically, during the passage, it was very much idol worship. And understand when I say idol, I'm talking about graven images, worshiping idols, uh, taking and making sacrifices to them, and engaging in cultural practices and other religious practices for anything but God Almighty, Yahweh. And so there's a distinct difference between what I'm saying and understanding uh, what we're talking about here. And so what they said is the touching of this meat, the taking of this meat sacrificed to idols made one unclean. But it was acceptable in culture. What's wrong with doing what everybody thinks is okay? Well, there's, there's an understanding that if we're engaging in all of these culturally acceptable kind of ventures and we are engaging in what's going on around us, then we are not being influencers for God. God is not growing our knowledge and understanding and we are not being effective for Him. And so in this, you know, God to them is not really a true being at all. God represents not a real reality. And so we understand that it's not really God at all that's influencing them. But as believers, as one who takes our existence from the Creator, who creates and gives all things, you and I are to live for God's glory. We are to live with the understanding that God the Father is the end for whom all, for whose glory believers live. In Colossians 1.16 it says, All things are said to be created, not only by Christ, but also for Him. So entirely are the Father and Son one. So we believe in contrast to society that there's not many gods, there's not innumerable ways to do things and trust, and there's not a relative understanding to truth or right and wrong. We understand there's but one God, but one truth, and we choose to follow God Almighty. So this idea of knowledge brings our mind into the understanding. So verse 7 kind of grabs into this and helps us understand these complexities that are around us. It says, however, not all men have this knowledge, but some, being accustomed to the idol unto now, eat food as if it were sacrificed to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. But food will not commend us to God. We are neither the worse if we do eat, nor the better if we do not eat. Now, we understand that you and I have uh, Christian liberty. We understand the fact that, that, that because we are free in Christ, we are free indeed. But that doesn't mean we are free to engage in 
the practices of the world around us. We are free because Christ has made us free. And having that knowledge means that, that we have responsibility as well. But what it was addressing here is Gentile Christians making, uh, making kind of an involvement with idols which are not real and thus polluting the idea that Christ was the only way. So in our understanding of all of this, we have to take care not to be stumbling blocks to our neighbors, not to be stumbling blocks to those who are weaker brethren, not to be stumbling blocks to those in this world that are looking for the answer, the way through Jesus Christ. I had someone put it this way, we're either being a stumbling block or a stepping stone. So a stumbling block means that we are causing someone to move in a way that is not biblical, that is not godly, that is not led by the Word of God. Our lifestyle, the way that we live, is not congruent with our faith. And the example is, is that we're leading people away. Now, being a stepping stone means that we are connecting our brothers and sisters. We are connecting others who are looking and seeking to the Word of God. We are providing a way where there is no way in our culture, and that's drastically different. And the truth of the matter is, within our Christian liberty, we have all that we need in God. And so, engaging in these cultural practices, being stumbling blocks, we have to understand that today, just like back during the time when this, this book was written, that, that they were making sacrifices to idols and perversing their walk with Him, in that doing so, there's many that will make idols today. And, and for the sake of our understanding, an idol is anything that we put in the place where only God should reside. So having an idol might look like a sports event, might look like a family event that sounds good and well, but is not really it, might be engaging in cultural debates around us or engaging in cultural practices that are not biblical. In other words, they are not uh, befitting of our walk with God. It might be accepting things and saying things are okay, when in fact, God and the Bible say, look, we ought not be engaging in these things and not promoting these things. So we have to be careful how we live and what we do that we don't cause another person to stumble. Verse 9 says this, it says, But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. As Christian believers, we have very much a responsibility to those who are around us and those who come after us. We set a precedent by the way that we live, by the way that we devote ourselves, whether it's in our family, in our businesses, whether it's in the schools, whether it's uh, you know being at home and having an influence in different ways. We all have a job and a task to do. And as Christian believers, we have to seek the Lord with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And part of that daily walk with Him is allowing for His will 
to be our will for our lives. And so as we live that out, we become influencers for Him, disciple makers for others. And so we have to be growing in order to help others grow. But we need to be engaging in those biblical practices in our liberty, in our freedom that we have, and need to be mindful that our actions and our words really do bear some weight around us in this world. And so this liberty of us, this liberty that we have, we have to cause others to grow and, and not tempt others to act against their conscience by my actions. And see, the, one of the things that, that, that really just kind of is an influence in my life that I really want to take is that I don't want to cause another person to stumble by the way that I live and the things that I say. So I try to be conscientious of how I do what I do and how I live. But I also remain connected to God. So He is that direct plumb line influence in my life. So how I live matters because of who lives within me and what fills me up every single day. But it is an intentional way of living. It isn't one of those well-wishing, well, I really want to do this, but if, if we really want to do something and it's really important to us, then we make it a priority and then we, we engage in it in life. And so we begin to see all of these things we're building up, all of these things we're working towards. And so verse 10 says, as we look at this, for if someone sees you, who have knowledge, dining in an idol's temple, will not his conscience, if he is weak, be strengthened to eat things sacrificed to idols. Verse 11, it says, For through your knowledge he is weak, is ruined. The brother whose sake Christ died. And so by sinning against the brethren and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food causes my brother to stumble, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause my brother to stumble. We began to think about the influences we have on those around us. And in this passage, it's calling on idol worship, the physical giving to a a God other than the one true God and eating of the food that is part of that sacrifice. But we think about our lives and the many things we engage in that are not biblical, that are not befitting of a walk of the God, that are culturally acceptable and okay in that sense, but are not biblically and not okay. And therefore, we should not be engaging in and so we should be building up others, their character, the way they lived, lest we sin against God through Christ. See, 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 looking at this, as a professing Christian, we understand that Christ died for all. That Christ died once and for all. So the way that we live, we are involved in the redemption story of mankind. Christ tells us that we are to be influencers of society, not society influencers of us. And so we, engaging in God's Word, looking at the freedoms we have, we have to make choices that align ourselves with the will of God 
And we have to be ones who are influencers, those who reach out and those who live according to that word that is so true, that Christ might save them, that Christ might save you. Now this morning, you might be listening from your computer, from your desk, from your phone, wherever you are, I want you to understand that, that there's a God in heaven who sent Jesus Christ to die for you so that you might have freedom in Him. And maybe you've seen different examples in your world of, of Christian behavior. And you say, well, something's not evening out here. Something's not right. Something's not fitting here. But I want to tell you this morning, there's a God in heaven who loves you desires to forgive you, desires to know you, desires for you to know Him, but it means that you've got to lay some of these things down that the world says is okay for what God says. And part of that engagement is that you first acknowledge Him as Lord and Savior, that you, that you decide today that He is talking and speaking to you and you acknowledge Him as your only means of salvation. And we know that we are free indeed when we are free in Christ. And Christ, at our worst point, came to die for us in our sins once and for all, providing a way where there was no way. And if you'd like to know Jesus Christ in that way this morning, I'm going to ask you to pray where you are. In just a moment, we'll have a time of invitation that... Uh, that it, that means that there's just music that's going to be played, but there's also a time for you to reflect on what God's doing in your life. So if you need to know Jesus, I invite you to, wherever you are, pray with us and sing with us in a minute as we do so. Also, maybe you are a part of the Christian brothers and sisters, yet you have adopted the cultural practices as okay. And there, there are things that are not okay about that. But we are to worship the one true God and find repentance and forgiveness in Him. And so if you are already a believer in Christ, yet you have strayed away and believed what the world had to say, come on back home. Find forgiveness in Him. Find acceptance in Him. Find everything that you need in Him. Commit to Him today to walk in a manner righteous. So also this morning, as you're sitting there, maybe you say, well, I've been, I've been a stumbling block to those around me. Yeah, most people might not even know that you believe in Christ as they ought to by the way that you live and the things you engage in. And maybe today you need to say, you know what, I need to, I need to trust God more. I need to seek God more. I need to allow for myself to be an influencer in society and be one who stands firm for the gospel. So I encourage you, wherever you land on any of that, to make a decision this morning. To not allow yourself to hide comfortably behind a screen somewhere, but to allow the God of all to reach your heart and mind this morning and speak to you where you are. Join me in prayer, please. Father God, we come this morning, God, we are grateful to gather together virtually this morning, but also connected through you. 
Father God, you tell us that you will make a way where there is no way. So God, I pray for those that are gathered that absolutely do not know you as Lord and Savior. God, that are contemplating in their hearts and minds. God, if there's really hope in this world. Father, your word says there is a hope, and that hope is Jesus. Jesus made a way where there was no way that we might have freedom in him. Jesus died on a cross even while we were at our worst, while we were still sinners and carried the baggage of this world. We were given forgiveness of our sins. For all who seek will find. And so I pray this morning that if there's someone seeking hope, freedom, forgiveness, salvation, God, that they find it in you and you alone. Father God, I pray for my brethren my sisters who are out there living in this world that have engaged in what is acceptable to culture but not biblical, God, I pray that they return home this morning, that they say, God, forgive me for all I've done. God, renew my heart. Let it remain steadfast in you. God, you are more than enough. So God, I want to return to do all that you've called me to do in your will to be an influencer for you, to be a stepping stone for you, to stop engaging in things of this world that caused me to be a stumbling block to those who are looking and seeking. If that's you this morning, Heavenly Father, I just pray that you give them the, the courage and the ability to reconnect with you, to find forgiveness in you. Father God, in this moment, and this time we come to you. And it's in your mighty name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable item you have. And we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fbcms. Both can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review for our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled day. And remember, love God, love people, and reach the world. Have a good day.